Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Billboard's Senior Director of Charts. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. The Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop, on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news about how The Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber's Stay returns to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, how Casey Musgraves makes a splash in the top three on the Billboard 200 Albums chart with her latest effort, and how Metallica's self-titled album bounds back into the top 10 for the first time in 29 years, thanks to its 30th anniversary reissue. Also on the show, we'll be talking all about Ariana Grande joining The Voice as a coach for season 21. As her first week of shows air, we're taking a look at how she and her fellow coaches have fared on the Billboard charts, and whether she just might be the most relevant pop superstar to ever join the show, which is saying a lot. Hot take, hot take, hot take, hot take. It's hot saying take a lot considering, considering the uh, the coaches of the past. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. Okay, let's do the chart chat. First up, after Drake's takeover of the top 10 on the Hot 100 Songs chart a week ago, where he had nine out of the top 10, things get back to normal, (laughs) mostly, this week, uh, as the Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber's Stay bounces back to number one, rising from number six to the top for a fifth week in charge. Stay also becomes the most popular song on radio airwaves as it climbs to number one on the radio songs chart for the first time. Meanwhile... Walker Hayes' viral hit, Fancy Like, jumps 21 to 5 on the Hot 100, beating its number 9 peak to become the first country hit in the top 5 since Gabby Barrett's I Hope peaked at number 3 last November. If you're on any social media networks, you've probably heard this song by now. Or if you watch any television and saw an Applebee's commercial. That too. <laughs> that too. Uh, uh, you want you almost wonder because because he name checks Applebee's in, in the track. I I wonder I wonder like what was came it ever, first? Yeah, yeah. Like was it plotted this way? I mean, no, I don't think. I so. I guess maybe if it was well, not plotted this way, 
imagine like you're a new artist, you're trying to break through, you see this, you're like, maybe I just need to write the next Taco Bell anthem. I was going to suggest Taco Bell only because I eat Taco Bell all the time. If only I could sing. I was targeting this for you. Yeah. Um, Well, next up, over on the Billboard 200 Albums chart, Drake's certified lover boy spends a second week at number one, having earned 236,000 equivalent album units in the U.S. in the week ending September 16th. That's down 61% off its opening week of 613,000 units. Meanwhile, Casey Musgraves' new studio album, Starcross, debuts at number three with 77,000 equivalent album units earned, scoring the friend of the pod her fourth top five charting effort. Plus, that 77,000 is Musgraves' largest week by units earned since the Billboard 200 began measuring by units in December of 2014. Yay. Star-crossed. Hmm? Yes, what now? I just said yay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course you would. Um, well, Star-crossed follows Musgraves' 2018 album, Golden Hour, which debuted and peaked at number four on the April 14th, 2018 chart. And the set, of course, would later win two Grammy Awards for Best Country Album and for Album of the Year. You, I, I rewatched her winning uh, the album of the year oh, Grammy the other night. It's a great reaction. That incredible meme of her reacting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's classic. It's like it's it's the it's the sheer disbelief eye flutter that she does. Even if you don't know Casey Musgraves, if you saw her face, you'd be like, "Oh, it's the girl from the reaction meme." <laughs> yeah, it's the girl that goes, "What? What? <laughs> what? Huh? What? How? Huh? Who? Me?" <laughs> Me? Um, All right, lastly, Metallica's 1991 self-titled number one album, often referred to as the Black Album due to its stark black cover, surges from number 158 all the way to number nine in the wake of its 30th anniversary reissue on September 10th in a variety of formats. The set earned 37,000 equivalent album units in the week ending September 16th, and that's up nearly 400%. And of that sum... Album sales comprise 29,000. Now, all versions of the album, old and new, are combined for tracking and charting purposes. Uh, The self-titled album returns to the top 10 and to its highest rank for the first time in 29 years. It was last in the top 10 on the August 22nd, 1992 dated chart when it was at number 10. And it was last higher on the April 11th, 1992 tally, when it was at number six. Now, the self-titled album became the band's first number one on the Billboard 200 of so far six number ones, and it debuted atop the list dated August 31st, 1991, and it spent four straight and total weeks at number one. The album also remains the top-selling album in the United States since MRC Data began electronically tracking music sales in 1991 with just 17.3 million mm-hmm. copies sold in America. I feel like if you took nothing else from that, retain that nugget of information because it will come in handy at bar trivia someday for you. <laughs> yeah, but it's such a specific, weird statistic because, you know, when you talk about like, oh, the biggest selling albums of all time... You have to think of Thriller and The Eagles' Greatest Hits because those, you know, came before. But if we're just talking, Sound Scan uh, era, sound like the the old Sound Scan era. Sound Scan doesn't exist anymore. The <laughs> MRC Data era, Metallica's Black Album is it. 
Okay, um, it would also, have to be the... some pretty niche bar trivia, wouldn't it, if it got that into the weeds? <laughs> It'd be a bar trivia that we'd be running. By the way, right. I want to say, technically, Metallica is a friend of the podcast because Lars Ulrich has been on the pop shop That's before. right. That is, <laughs> I love that. You also you referred to Casey Musgraves as a friend of the pod as well, and it just it warms my heart to refer to these legends as friends of the pod. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know it's, ridi- it's, it's ridiculous. So we, we are, we're about to talk about some other friends of the pod uh, shortly, uh, at yes. least at least one of them. No, I, why. let's see. Is it just one? Have we had any more? No, wait, a few. There's a few. Oh, no. I'm just thinking about overall voice coaches, not oh, not just this right. season, um, because of course we've had Nick Jonas on the show a few times as well. Um, right, yep. But let me. Maybe I should stop talking about this and just get right into what we're going to talk about. Okay. Um, because the voice returned on Monday night, and there is a brand new coach joining for season twenty-one, and that is pop superstar Ariana Grande. So she's joining the panel alongside Kelly Clarkson, John Legend, and Blake Shelton, who of all the coaches who've been on this revolving door of coaches over the years is the only one who's been on every single season since the beginning. So 20, by the way, 21 seasons by, of television, Blake. I, yeah, I was, I was going to say, by the way, the beginning of The Voice is 2011. And the show has been on now for 10 years and is going into its 21st season. <laughs> so apparently the show is literally on every week throughout the year. I mean, it's not on that frequently, but it is. There are two seasons a year. There's like a one that starts in the spring and one that starts in the fall. So, it, it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. It hasn't been 20 years since it started. We'll say that it's been 21 seasons. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. But uh, because Ari is such a huge current pop star, we thought we'd take a look at the Billboard chart histories of her fellow coaches to see how the show has maybe affected their careers. Um, you know, on the charts, and how many Hot 100 hits they might share between them. So, Keith, you collected some some data for us, yes? Yes, I was just focusing on the current four coaches, yes. to be fair. I yes. didn't, I, I'm not going into, like, CeeLo's history. There are, uh, have been a lot know. of coaches, yes. We're, we are strictly talking about the current four, four coaches on the show. Yeah, there's been a lot. Like Shakira, CeeLo, Usher, Nick Jonas, uh, Christina, Miley Adam, Cyrus, Alicia Keys. Miley. Gwen, uh, J. Hud, Alicia, uh, who else? It's nuts, uh, man. It's nuts. It goes on forever. Yeah. Okay, so right now, the combined four current coaches, Blake, John, Kelly, Ari, have 162 Hot 100 hits, Woo! of which 32 were top 10, and of those 32, 10 went all the way to number one. Wow. And on the Billboard 200 albums chart, those four artists have a combined 45 charted albums, of which 32 were top 10 and 10 were number one. Yes, indeed. Both 32 top 10 Hot 100 hits and Billboard 200 hits and 10 number ones on both charts. That's bizarre, Keith. Trust me, I double-checked the numbers. I did not add up incorrectly. You're like, this must be wrong. (laughs) No, literally, I'm like, this has to be wrong. Did I just, like, cross my eyes and, like, add incorrectly? So, did you want me to break these down? I don't want, yeah, I don't want to interrupt you, but I would like to just take a stab, and I'm not looking ahead, that Blake has none of the number ones on the Hot 100. Is that correct? That's, that he, Blake has none of the Hot 100 number ones and none of the Hot 100 top tens. Yeah. Okay. 
So that that leaves the heavy lifting to Ari, John, and Kelly, but I'm pretty sure all of them do have number ones, yes? Yes. Okay, well, go ahead, and, go ahead and break this down then, please. Okay, so Ari really actually is doing the heavy lifting here in terms of the Hot 100 activity. She, on her own, just has 71 Hot 100 mm. hits. <laughs> Through the most recently published chart, which is dated September 25th, of those... 19 were top 10, and 6 were number 1. Now, you, know what's, you know what's wild, Keith, that I remember what? when she got her first number 1, and it wasn't incredibly long ago. It was like two years ago. Like, And she's gotten them all since then, basically. A little over two years. Ariana is interesting because she started off doing really great with like constant top 10s all the time, but a number 1 kind of eluded her. Yeah on the Hot 100 for a bit, and now she's just, like, a surefire, like, number one generator, yep, basically. Yep. <laughs> um, all right, so actually, the artist with the second most Hot 100 hits of the four current coaches is Blake. Oh! With with 41 Hot 100 hits. Now, none of those were top 10, and none of those were number one, but I do want to point out that Blake has 70 hits on our Hot Country Songs chart, with 33 of those reaching the top 10, and of those 33, 14 hit number one. Yeah. So, you know... Just he, he's much stronger on the countryside, as obviously. one would guess. Yeah. Do you? And I'm then, sorry, uh, not to put you on the spot, but do you do you know what Blake's highest charting song was on the Hot 100? Like, does he have a top 40? He must, right? Well, uh, I'll find out in sorry. just one second. I did that no, to we'll, you. <laughs> we'll edit this out. <laughs> I'm gonna take a drink of water. Well, Blake's highest charting song on the Hot 100 is Boys Round Here. Oh, love that Interesting. song. Pizza number 12 back in 2013, and it's Blake Shelton featuring Pistol Annie's and Friends. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's had some other uh, top 20 hits, including Nobody But You with Gwen Stefani, reached number 18 in 2020. God's Country uh, in 2019, a solo hit for Blake, reached number 17. And he also hit number 13 with Honey Bee back in 2011. And Austin reached number 18 back in 2001. That was like his breakthrough hit, Austin, back in yeah. the day. When he had a mullet and everything. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. And then rounding out the Hot 100 hits, we've got Kelly with 29 Hot 100 hits. 11 of those were top 10, and three of them were number ones. And John has 21 Hot 100 hits. Two of those were top 10s. And one of them, All of Me, was mm-hmm. number one. Well, that's, man, that's a lot of history. <laughs> yeah, I, I, could go into their, I could go into their Billboard 200 history if you wanted me to, but I, I wasn't lo- sure, like, how deep we want to get in here. I, you know I love the Billboard 200, Keith. I would love to hear about the, their album history. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, this is the first time Katie's ever said, you know I love the Billboard 200. <laughs> well, I know how much you love the Billboard 200, so I'm appealing I mean, to you. <laughs> I, I'm... I'm I, I'm I'm obligated to love it. Um, all right. So, of the four current coaches, the act with the most charted albums is Blake, with 18 charted albums. Twelve of those were top ten, and two of them were number one. Then Kelly has the second most charted albums with ten. Eight of those were top ten, and three of them were number one. John has nine charted albums. Six of those were top 10. Zero have gone to number one. Hmm. And then Ariana has eight charted albums. Six of them were top 10 and five were number one. So Ariana has, I guess, the best 
batting average because right, out of right. our eight charted albums, five of them were number one. Wow. Yeah. All right. Oh, also worth pointing out that though John doesn't have a number one on the Billboard 200, he does have something non-chart related that the other coaches don't. He's an EGOT, having yes. won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony Award. So there. Yes, this is true. I feel like all of these people have bragging rights, but I think it's sort of interesting to look at the moment that Ariana is joining the show. Like, you know, she's currently in the midst of her pop prime. She just had a pop song as number one in February with um, 3435 and a number one album less than a year ago. So... You know, part of you is just wondering, as you heard teased in the intro, there's been a lot of famous pop stars on this show, but is Ariana the most relevant current pop star to ever join? Like, Keith, do you have thoughts on this? Relevant is a tricky word, so, you know, we're not shading anyone No, else. no shade, no shade. I think it's, it's, um, I think it's about when the artist is joining the show and at what point that is in their career. So, like, an example of this would be when Miley joined the show. So Miley was on, and I think in 2016, and this was a few years removed from Wrecking Ball having been a number one hit. And since then, she hadn't really had any hit singles. And so I think had... But but she had already, at that point, established herself with a bunch of number one albums mm-hmm. and hit singles and she was Hannah Montana and she was this enormous superstar but she had she was having sort of a quiet moment so to speak in terms of generating hit singles and I think I think when you look at all the other judges you can find kind of where they slot into their sort of their chronological sort of time period of when they sort of fit into the show and I think it's interesting for Ariana that she's coming into the show literally as she's still generating chart hits, like at sort of the peak imperial phase of her career. No shade to anyone else, but I think everyone else was just at a different point in their career when they joined the show. Well, and I guess a case could be made for, you know, Nick Jonas, because he might have been in the same sort of space that Miley was of having big pop solo hits, but then being years removed from those big pop solo hits and maybe not having huge ones. But then he rejoined his brothers in the Jonas Brothers and, of course, got a Hot 100 number one with Sucker and then joined the show like a year and a half or, yeah, a year and a half after that. So, you know, and then to your point about Miley, she's since had bigger hits since she was on the show in 2016. And I would say that Nick and the Jonas Brothers probably will also have, you know, big hits in in our future. So it's just about this, like, space that, like, this untouchable space that Ariana is in right now right. at this very moment. And, you know, we were sort of discussing why it made sense for her specifically. And the thing that keeps kind of ringing in my head is thinking about her musical theater background. Um, you know, she started on Broadway before she was even in Victorious on Nickelodeon and had her breakthrough role. Um, so she started out on Broadway. She's kept kind of a foot in Broadway, whether it was joining the Hairspray TV musical or, um, you know, participating in like a Wicked TV special because she's obsessed with that show. Um, and this kind of has, she, and also Keith pointed out, she has Kristen Chenoweth, Broadway superstar, as her battle advisor for The Voice. It almost feels like this is like part of her, you know, performer self, her 
television star self, her actress self, her musical theater self, that it makes a lot of sense for this kind of big, bombastic performing show, you know, that it, it all kind of goes together, don't you think? Yeah, I think, you know, when you... I think that the kind of coach that, that excels on the voice is someone who can be hammy, hmm. be... Um, a, a good guide with actual good critiques and helpful hints and notes to you know those contestants, but also someone who knows how to make good TV and can like can be like a good performer and yeah. be quick on their feet. And I think all those things are, are are things that Ariana has, especially considering her theatrical, her sort of musical theater background, her acting background, and how she's also just genuinely from all the things that we have seen on television and in other media where she's just genuinely funny and quick. So you need all those things, especially if you're going to be playing off of Kelly and John and Blake, you've got to be real quick and and fast. So I think, I think it's a really, I think it should be a really interesting, great fit for her. I mean, we'll see how the show goes this season, but so far, you know, seems like it's a great idea. Yeah. And it feels like a whole new audience that maybe isn't currently paying attention to, or, you know, loving Ariana. Like obviously she's beyond relevant on our charts and, and with her young fan base, but there might still be a mom out there who still thinks of the donut licking story when they think of her name, you know what I mean? And now if she's on The Voice, then they're going to think, oh, she's so sweet and funny and and cute, you know? Like, it's gonna, it could be a whole new career direction for a whole, uh, you know, new audience. Yeah, I was, I mean, I this, this made me wonder. I wondered how many people actually still watch The Voice each week. And, um, you know, I checked the Nielsen ratings for the 20... 20 2021 season and the show among the um major broadcasters you know the abc nbc cbs cw you know world um it still the the two shows the two weekly shows they had were ranked among the top 20 shows by total viewers each week for the season they would normally get over 8 million uh, total viewers per episode now those viewers, do we know what ages they are? No, but I think you can probably guess that they're probably older yeah. folks. Because um, the, the voice and a lot of TV broadcast network TV still does really well with older folks. So you think, well, why would she? Why would Ariana do this? Why would anyone do this? Well, you want to expand the reach of your audience. You're not going to reach every single person just from Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and yep. YouTube. Yep. You're going to hit a whole slew of people from being a coach on The Voice than you would have ever reached before. And that will just expand your horizons in terms of your popularity for those people who are watching on The Voice. And maybe they'll buy a concert ticket for you. Yep. Maybe they'll, Or you know, for their you, child. Or for their kid. I mean, yep. that's the other thing, too. Like, if you have a, a kid who wants to wants a ticket to a show and the mom has to buy it, well, maybe the mom likes you because she thought you were cute and funny on The Voice. Yep. And, you know. Yeah, my mom was not buying me a Madonna concert ticket when I wanted one. So there's Can you that. Imagine if the, <laughs> if the voice existed in the 80s and Madonna was on it. <laughs> no. No, ex- I didn't. you can't exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, some some more fun facts about uh season 21. We already mentioned that uh Kristen Chenoweth is Ari's battle advisor, um, you know, obviously with their shared Broadway connection. And then Kelly has her uh one-time duet partner Jason Aldean as her advisor. 
John has Camila Cabello, and Blake has fellow country superstar Dirks Bentley. So, um, what is John and Camila's connection? You had a connection for everyone else, but not for them. That's fair. I guess maybe it was a reason I didn't include a connection because I don't know one. All right, <laughs> they're both friend people. of the podcast, Camila. Yes, exactly. Um, but uh, Monday night has already uh, that episode has already aired. Um, once you're listening to this podcast, and night two of the season premiere is on Tuesday night on. NBC. By the way, friend of the podcast, Kristen Chenoweth, friend of the podcast, Kelly Clarkson, and friend of the podcast, Camila Cabello. That's right. Feels like we're missing a few people, though. Feels like John Legend. I feel like we've asked him a couple times. We need to make that Probably. happen. We definitely asked him. Yeah. Yeah. No. It never happened. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> Someday. All right. Well, now it's time for the chart stat of the week. What if I told you it was all meant to be? Well, keeping it in the voice family, this week in 2002, Kelly Clarkson's debut single, A Moment Like This, debuted on the Hot 100 at number 60, on its way to number one two weeks later. The track debuted on the list dated September 21st, 2002, and shot to number one on the October 5th, 2002 dated chart. It spent two weeks at the top and is one of three leaders for Clarkson. A Moment Like This was Clarkson's coronation song from the first season of American Idol and would mark the first of four coronation songs from the show to reach number one. Later, season winners Fantasia, Carrie Underwood, and Taylor Hicks would all take their coronation tunes to number one. Of note, Clay Aiken, who was the runner-up, in the 2003 season to Ruben Studdard, hit number one with his own Idol spinoff song, This Is The Night. Clarkson thus far has earned 29 hits on the Hot 100, including 11 top 10s, and three of which, as we noted earlier, including Moment, have reached number one. She recently released the new single, Christmas Isn't Cancelled, Just You, which (laughs) is from an upcoming holiday album due out later this year. Just an incredible song title. I love it so much. So there you have it. This week in 2002, the OG American Idol, Kelly Clarkson, began her career on the Hot 100 with a moment like this. Some people wait a lifetime for a moment like this. Some people wait. Isn't it wild? Oh, sorry. What what's wild? <laughs> Isn't it wild to think of like that that time of American Idol just truly like dominating? It's it just feels like a distant past. It's it's um I mean, I have memories of dialing in to vote on American Idol. Yeah. I was one I mean, everyone voted and I've I've it's I can vividly remember all the confetti and a crying, tearful oh, yeah. Kelly Clarkson I, singing on the finale a moment like this. I was obsessed. I covered the show um for MTV. I got to go to a bunch of those finales. I went to live shows, I went to red carpets. I was obsessed with the show, and um, and obviously I was not alone, as evidenced by those uh, chart numbers. It was a phenomenon. Yeah. Um, all right, so so what song should we go out on? Oh, well, I mean, should we hear another <laughs> one of those Idol songs? I mean, to me, I was thinking to myself how a moment like this has endured like none of those other songs ha- have nearly that kind of no. shelf life. No. What's the most memorable? I mean, like, I feel like I do remember Carrie Underwood's. 
Yeah. It was called, what, Inside Your Heaven or something like oh, that? Oh, you're right. I guess we can go out on that. Okay, let's do it. All right, see you next time. Bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.